Fantastic. Who's loving that we're under a week away till Christmas? Who's ready? The response was overwhelming. So you like the rest of us then, hey? Very, very cool. Hey, it is always a privilege and an honour to come up here on this stage and preach the Word of God. Hello to the chapel service and you guys over there. Um, It's always cool that you can be part of us and who we are and everybody watching online as well this morning. And uh, seeing it is the last service uh, before Christmas and the last one for the year, can you believe it? How fast has the year got? I thought that I probably should preach around the Christmas story somewhere. Just I thought it may be appropriate. And um, we're going to pick up this morning. We're going to start with a verse from the book of Luke. And in Luke 1 and 2, we see the account of Jesus' birth, the lead up to it and afterwards. And we're going to go from Luke 6 to 7. And I'll just give you a bit of context of what's already happened before we get to here. So uh, the angel has already come to Mary and um, told her, sweetheart, you're going to have a baby. And Well, the angel probably didn't say sweetheart. This is, this is Angela's version of the Bible, okay? This is the Angela's version. What is that? T-A-V. All right. So he said, sweetheart, you're going to have a baby. Mary goes, what the heck? I'm a virgin. How can this be happen? And he says, chill out, love. It's going to be okay. God is with you. All good. Then Joseph gets wind of this and he starts having a freak out moment. He's like, what the heck? How am I going to get rid of this girl really quickly? And um, if you know anything about biblical days, he could have actually gotten rid of her. It's actually biblical. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But um, then this angel appears to him and says, again, chill out, dude. It's okay. God is in this. Marry her. It's all going to be good. Then Caesar Augustus decides that it'd be this cool idea to have this census and um, everybody needed to go to their birth town. So uh, Joseph packs him and Mary up, gets all the goods and they head off to Bethlehem. And this is where we pick up the story and our verses for today. So it was, and I think we've got it on the screens. Yes, cool. So it was that while they were there, this is in Bethlehem, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you that you are here with us. You abide in us, God. But would you this morning, God, give us ears to hear what you would say to each and every one of us individually this morning. God, you know us. You know our innermost being, God. Would you speak this morning? And we thank you for it in your name. Amen. They got to Bethlehem and there was no room for them in the inn. I don't know if you've ever been on a significant holiday, but a couple of years ago, uh, we like to do it every four years, we have an Alchin family holiday, and it's where all the Alchin siblings and cousins get together, and we go overseas and have this amazing holiday, and a couple of years ago, we decided we wanted to go to New Zealand for a holiday. Who loves New Zealand? Oh my gosh, 
It is the most beautiful place. If you've never been there, this is a plug. You need to go to New Zealand at least once in your life. It is the most beautiful place. Anyway, got nothing to do with my story. So we'd uh, planned to go to New Zealand and there was about 10 of us all traveling together. And uh, we thought we'd get the early flight out of uh, the Gold Coast. And so we went down to the Gold Coast the night before. And I don't know if you're like me, but if you know that you have to be up super early the day after. You don't sleep very well the night before because you're constantly aware of, I don't want to sleep through the alarm or we're going to miss the flight. So anyway, we get to the Gold Coast and we've packed everything and uh, didn't sleep very well that night because, um, you know, we had to be up at three o'clock or some ungodly hour. I'm sure God is still, no, he, he's always awake, but some ungodly hour. Anyway, we then had to wake up, get ourselves alert and alive for the day, get all our um, luggage, pack up, get back into the cars, then drive to the airport. And you know when you travel internationally, you have to be there like early, 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 early before the flight. Anyway, so we've got little kids with us. We've got all this luggage because we're going for about 10 days and it's cold in New Zealand, so we're going skiing. So our bags are like literally packed full of ski boots, jackets. We told the kids, look, there's no room in your suitcases. You've got to wear all your like jackets on the plane so that, you know, we don't have to pay any extra money. Anyway, we get there super early. It's still dark. Walking along there, get in, wait for our flight. Then we finally arrive in New Zealand and we're all just tired, you know, haven't slept the night before, been up super early. Anyway, then we have to get our luggage off again and, uh, had to go and find the hire car place that we'd hired cars from. Then it's, you know, you have to walk all your luggage to the hire car, put it all in the hire car. Anyway, we're like, all right, we're exhausted, we're tired, let's just go and find our accommodation. So we get in the cars, we get out the old GPS and put in the, uh, none of us had been to Queenstown before, we're staying in Queenstown, put the address in the uh, GPS and let's go, then we can just relax, put our feet up for a while. We're just tired and you know when you're traveling with people and you know everybody's a bit tired and emotional and you know you know you know I don't need to say anymore and um so we get to this accommodation we're tired we're frustrated there's about 10 of us booked in to stay in this one place in Queenstown we get there to the address and what we see is this tiny little shack like tiny house for 10 people. We're already tired. We're already, there is no way that for 10 days, 10 of us are going to fit into this tiny little shack of a house. Anyway, I do have good news. The address was wrong. It was the other side and it was the most amazing accommodation ever. <laughs> Overseeing Queenstown, it was amazing. But in that moment... There was no way 10 of us children, adults, were going to fit into this tiny little shack. Can you imagine being Mary and Joseph? All the ladies who have been pregnant before, can you imagine travelling by foot on the back of a donkey, nine months pregnant? No. Not the most comfortable experience. And then arrive in Bethlehem to find that there is no place for you to settle down, put your feet up, relax, because then you go into labour 
and you're about to have a baby. The Bible says there was no room for them, no room for them in the inn. And if you do a, a little bit of research on the history of the word in in the original Greek, the Greek word is actually kataluma. Can you say kataluma? Kind of has a nice ring to it. So it's the Greek word called kataluma, which they use for the word in. And how the word is actually translated means a kind of boarding house. And the word was used to describe a guest chamber. And I think sometimes when we see through images, what we think as in is kind of like, you know, the Airbnb or the Quest or, you know, the City Golf Club Hotel or, you know, that's where they were going towards. But what guest chamber actually means in biblical times as well is even families' homes. So it even says that Mary and Joseph might not have been checking into the Airbnb looking for accommodation there, but they actually went to friends and family's homes as well and they actually had no spare rooms at the time. So they put them in what they call the guest chambers. And the guest chambers were also seen as stables. They weren't necessarily um, detached from the house, but it was like a spare room that at night time they used to bring animals into that might have been poorly or unwell or the ones that they were keeping um, pure for the sacrifice. And so they'd bring the animals in. There was a manger in there so that they could be fed. But there was actually no room for them in any accommodation, including their family and friend's house, which is pretty cool. It's good to do research, people. Good to do research on this. My question to us, to me and to do today is, when Jesus was set to arrive... There was no room for him in the inn. It was full. There was no guest chambers for him in Bethlehem. And I wonder for us today, is there any room in you and me for him today? Is there any room in us for Jesus today? Because Jesus came to earth from the Father for us so that he could now not be separated from us, but that we could live freely with him each and every day. But I wonder, I just wonder today, are we living in that freedom with Jesus? Are we living in that freedom that came as a baby those thousands of years ago? Jesus came so that he could guide us every single day. I love in Isaiah when he prophesied about the birth that he said, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. I wonder for us today, for you and me, do we have room and are we living with Jesus as our Wonderful, Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. There is so much in who Jesus is. And we could spend a series on unpacking what Counselor is, what Mighty God is, what Everlasting Father is, what Prince of Peace is, Counselor. Jesus who there in the darkest moments is with us, guiding us, giving us wisdom. Mighty God, Creator of the Universe who loves us so much that he wants to be part of our world. Everlasting Father, loving, all-loving 
God for us, Prince of Peace, that amongst the chaos, he can be there being our peace. Church, this morning, do we have room for him this Christmas? Do we have room for him this Christmas? Because I think while we don't have room for him is because we're full. Because we're full. We're full of other things. So many other things can come and take room in us where Jesus should be. Who remembers Sizzler? Sizzler. Oh, how good was Sizzler, people? All you can eat buffet. And when I was a kid, that ice cream machine, the desserts, I'll I'll give you a confession. We used to take little doggy bags and fill with like the Smarties and the, um, yeah, yeah, confession. Um, But Sizzler, Sizzler was one of those places that um, we only would ever go once a year when we were on holidays. And um, our philosophy as a family was... We'd go like mid-afternoon, so you wouldn't eat all day, so that when you got there, you could just fill up on this all-you-can-eat, the potato skins, the cheesy bread. Am I making you hungry yet? You know, it was just all the good stuff. But we would go there, and we would eat till we were full, probably more than full, Because, you know, you've got a dessert stomach, so, you know, you'd fill up and then you'd go for your dessert stomach. But we would leave there feeling so full, so overfull. And you know, you know how you feel when you've hit full and overfull. You start to feel a little bit, hmm. This don't feel nice. You have to, you know, if you're wearing jeans, you have to do that top button undone because you get bloated. And sometimes there's, you know, side effects of overeating. I won't get them in. Uh, I won't get into those today. But you know, when you're so full, you just can't fit another thing in. And you look at another piece of food, and just the look of it just makes you feel ill because you're so full. Church, God's design is not for us that we would be so full of stuff. That even looking at him and his word and who he is, that we don't even have space for him in our lives. What are some of these things that we can feel full of? We can feel full of fear. We can feel full of shame, of hurt, insecurities, the past, even full of ourselves, our earthly desires, stress. We can fill ourselves so quickly and unintentionally with things that God never desired for us to carry, for us to feel full of. Fear, stress, this time of year, stress just seems to be the thing that, and busyness on people's list. This was never God's desire for Christmas time, that we would be flustered and flabbergasted and, you know, God's desire for us is that this would be a time where we remember him, remember his coming, yet we so quickly fill it with all the stuff, the presents, the gifts, the food, and it's all good stuff. I love it. It's amazing. It's so good. But does the stress and fear and anxiety actually stop us from really worshipping and remembering what the season is about? Are we too full of all the other stuff? Shame, hurt, insecurities, the past. 
You know what? There are things in our life that can happen to us that really suck. That we didn't do anything to deserve them, but they've happened to us because we live in a broken world and it breaks God's heart too when these comes, when these things come. But God is also there saying, would you let me in and help you? Would you let me be the counsellor? Would you let me be your Prince of Peace? Would you let me be your mighty God? Would you let me take that hurt? Would you let me heal that shame? Would you let me take you on a journey with those insecurities, the past? Even ourselves, church, we can get so caught up in the things of the world and our world right now is telling us it's all about you. Your truth, what you want to do, just do it and it's right and it's great. We can get so full of ourselves that we don't have room for Jesus in our life to come in when we need him. And I know I've got to this point where it's almost that pinnacle point where we don't even remember that we haven't been relying on God, that he goes, remember me? Do we get to that point where we're so full that we've forgotten about the presence of God, the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, the Almighty God? All is not lost though, church, because God always makes a way. And how do we make room for him? How do we take away this fullness full of the stuff? Is by making intentional choices. And it's got to be intentional choices. Sometimes we don't even realise that we're full until we hit breaking point and see the next thing and go, oh my gosh, I can't do that. That's too much. And sometimes the insecurities and even the shame, we've actually become comfortable with them because we've had them for so long. We find it hard to loosen them and get rid of them and let them go so that Jesus can come in and heal. Intentional choices. I have a cupboard at home and um, I like to call it my storage cupboard. Jared likes to call it my junk cupboard. Some people like to think, well, he thinks that I collect things that I don't need to collect. It's a nice way of saying a bit of a hoarder. But I've got this cupboard at home and, you know, it's, it's an eclectic group of things. I know where everything is. But sometimes it gets really, you know, you, you go to the cupboard and you open it and 12 things fall onto the floor. And then you have to put them back on the shelf. Anyway, I like to get in there sometimes and... Um, you know, go through it and rearrange it. And um, so I pull everything out and then generally what happens is I rearrange and put everything back. And what I find is the next time I go to the cupboard, I open them again and everything falls out again because I may have rearranged but I actually didn't declutter anything. See, we can do this in our life as well. We can take everything out that is filling full, but do we actually get rid of stuff or do we actually just rearrange the stuff and put it back in, in another order and actually not emptying it all. We're actually just filling again rather than letting go. We need to clean out, not just rearrange. To clean out, not just rearrange. 
And like I said, sometimes this is hard. It's hard to let go of the fullness, of the stuff that's going on in life. But we can be intentional. We can be intentional to make those choices. And sometimes I think to be intentional is to actually come before Father God, Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God. And if you've had a revelation of Jesus, you know His goodness for you. You know He loves you. You know He saved you. You know He has a plan and purpose for you. But maybe you're just so full of the other stuff that you're not sensing that and not walking in it right now. See, God's desire, it's in his word that he would guide and lead each of our lives. A unique journey here on earth. He has a purpose and a plan for us. But maybe, just maybe, we've become too busy and full to even sit before Father, sit before our dad and say, Father, Is there anything that is in me that shouldn't be there, that I need to clean out? Not just rearrange, but actually clean out. And in his goodness and mercy, God speaks to us. He's an all-loving God. He's not there to go, oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? He's a loving God. He's a restoring God. He's a God of peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And this morning, before we finish, we're going to take just a moment in the busy season of Christmas to come before our Prince of Peace, our Counselor, our Mighty God, and talk to Him individually and say, Father, I'm feeling full. Father, are you number one in my life? Father, is there anything in me that I need to let go of that you can fill? Because God doesn't leave us with gaps. He fills us in His fullness. So as the band begins to play and we wrap up, and I think even coming into the new year as well, it's a good time to reflect on Jesus wants to be first, not last. Jesus wants to fill us first because when Jesus is first in our life, everything else just seems to be okay. It doesn't mean that life will be perfect. It doesn't mean that things will go our way necessarily. But it means that He is Lord and He is God. That we can be full of Him first and not last. So as the band just plays really softly, We're just going to take a moment. This is your moment right here, right now. Maybe you've just been caught up in the busyness and the fullness of the Christmas season. And it's not bad. But what's priority? What should be filling you this Christmas? We should be filled with the awe and wonder of God. We can hear the Christmas story a thousand times. And if you've been in church for any amount of time, you've heard the Christmas story a thousand times. But again, this year, read the Christmas story and have it hit your spirit that you are just in awe again, that Jesus would come to earth, that the Father would love you and me so much that He would send 
Jesus, for you and me, for full relationship. But what have we filled our lives with that there may be not room for Him, that we've got our priorities wrong? Maybe we need to do a bit of a clean out. Not a rearrange, a clean out. Let go of those things we don't need to carry and let Him come and fill us with His fullness today. So we're just gonna take one minute. This is between you and God, you and your Father. This is your relationship before Him. Why don't you talk to Him? He'll remind you how much He loves you and is for you. Maybe you can even say, Lord, I'm sorry that I forgot that this season is about you and I've filled up with all the stuff that isn't important and help me to let it go. I know for me, that's my prayer today, that I won't be caught up with all this stuff, but really focus on who He is to fill. So just take a time with God this morning. or something that you have to do. But sometimes an action helps. And I just feel like if you feel like you need to give something over to God today, why don't you just raise your hands in this moment? No one else is watching. Everyone's got their eyes closed. As an act of surrender to say, God, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it over to you this morning. I don't need to contain it anymore. It doesn't need to be part of who I am, I'm giving it to you as an act of surrender to Him this morning. Thank you, God, that you love us all so uniquely, God. Thank you for the season of Christmas that we can join together with friends and family and just have a great time, God. But let us never lose sight of the wonder and the miracle of Christmas. 
which is all about you. Let us not fill our lives, God, with the stuff, but to be so consumed with you, our King, our God, our Saviour, our Counselor, and our Prince of Peace. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what? I hope that this message has blessed you more than anything this morning. That you leave here knowing how good God is. He is so flippin' good, church. So good to us. And that we remember, we are going to finish with um, one song. Please do whatever you have to do to be here on Christmas Eve. Get reindeer, get a pigeon, get whatever you, get Uber, get whatever you can to be here Christmas Eve. It's going to be an absolutely amazing time. The kids are going to be performing. We've got a drama. We've got musical items. It's such a great time to get together to celebrate. Um, So make sure you get along. But have a fantastic day, a fantastic week, and we'll see you Saturday night. Thank you.